Hi, this is Ed Fitzpatrick. If you enjoy local politics as much as I do, be sure to join our friends at Rhode Island PBS for the show A Lively Experiment. Hosted by Jim Hummel, the weekly series features journalists, pundits, and politicians debating the stories and issues that matter most to us Rhode Islanders. Tune in to A Lively Experiment and be part of the conversation. Fridays at 7 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS and wherever you get your podcasts. From the Boston Globe, this is Rhode Island Report. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to the podcast where we bring you big conversations from our very small state. After a two-year break during the pandemic, PBD Fest is back in full effect this weekend. The free outdoor festival features music, dancing, food, shopping, and art installations throughout downtown starting this Friday. We'll talk with Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza and Lizzie Arujo, the director of the Providence Department of Art, Culture, and Tourism, about this year's festival after this quick break. Welcome back. I'm here with Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza and Lizzie Arujo, the director of the Providence Department of Art, Culture, and Tourism. Thank you for joining me today. It's great Thank to be you. here. It's been two years since the City of Providence hosted PVD Fest. Remind us, Mayor, what is the festival like? Yeah, it's been two years. It's been too long. You know, it really, really hurt the first year when we had to cancel PVD Fest. I remember when I first heard about the pandemic, I heard reports on TV that you know, we may have to be in lockdown for two months. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> Here we are two plus years later. It's been really hard over the last couple of years. You know, we've been physically distant. We've been separated. I think that our city needs PVD Fest. It's not a party. It's a celebration. You know, we celebrate each other. We celebrate our artist community. It's a great boon for local businesses. Does it get any better than dancing with strangers in the street? I mean, we, we need a little bit of joy in our lives. And, you know, that's what PVD has you know, provided for folks for going on eight years now. Eight years. Yeah, you launched PVD Fest in 2015, right? Yeah, and that was my first year. First year in office. What inspired you to create this event? A good friend of mine and I, we used to go down to New Orleans Jazz Fest every year. And every time we were down there, we would say, you know, like, wouldn't it be cool if Providence had something like this? Well, then I became mayor. And I had the opportunity to put this on, you know, at this scale. As I was planning to put this forward, FirstWorks was already working on something similar. So we joined forces, supercharged it, and it became the first PVD Fest. You know, to be honest, we didn't know whether people would show up that first week. They came by the thousands. Certain things, like, just warm my heart, like, bring a smile deep inside. You give me one example. One experience that does stand out from one of the first PVD Fests It'll always stay with me. All right, so PVD Fest is all about rethinking our city streets, shutting down city streets, and literally dancing in the middle of them. I remember it was late at night. ERB was rocking, and they were at, at the corner of Eddie and Fulton. They were in the middle of the intersection, and they had a large crowd around them, but every single person that was grooving along with them, they were standing on the sidewalks. 
they wouldn't step out onto the streets. And I noticed this. <laughs> And and I like yeah. you know pulled people out onto the street, and it's just that kind of mental leap that you make. That like, oh yeah, streets are for dancing. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, brings yeah. me joy. Yeah, they used to Rhode Island drivers. Um, <laughs> l- l- Lizzie, tell us how it feels to be back, and how will the festival be different in light of everything that's happened with COVID? I cannot echo the mayor's words more. It is just an incredibly exciting moment to be back after all these years and to make contact. We make a lot of personal contact with artists because I would say we probably do about 97% local artists in the festival. Um, And it's just amazing to talk to folks and how excited they are to be coming back and how willing they are to go on this experiment with us. In terms of COVID, we will have two vaccination stations on the site, one on Saturday, one on Sunday from one to three. You can get your fourth booster, your first, your second. We will also be giving out test kits. All of the food trucks in the village will have hand sanitizer, and we do have a sanitation team that will be going around making sure that surfaces are clean and reminding people what they already know about staying apart, though We want people to get vaccinated and just dance. We really want this to be a moment when we accept COVID as a part of our lives, but are not dictated by it. PVD Fest has a long list of musicians performing throughout the weekend. So tell us about some of the highlights. Well, I'm so proud of the headliners this year. I feel like they have such incredible broad appeal and are just going to be fun for everybody. So Friday night... For the mayor and his friend and jazz festival and an ode to New Orleans, we have Kermit Ruffin and the Rebirth Brass Band. And Kermit Ruffin is an icon and should not be missed. The streets will be closed for dancing, naturally, on Friday. And then on Saturday, we have local promoters, Chip Douglas, and we have Stay Silent, who will be leading the crowd in a citywide electric slide following the parade. And then we have Eddie Palmieri and his Salsa Orchestra, which is a huge group of folks dedicated to your joy. (laughs) And then on Sunday, we have Hitlerosa, a national act booked by First Works. And then we have C.D. Magia, who's been a part of the festival for seven years, has just recently graduated from Berkeley as a master drummer. And he is bringing artists from Africa and will be doing a festival within a festival of African music. And I think it's just going to be a perfect way to say goodbye this year till next year and, uh, you know, other goodbyes that we're not ready to talk about right now. (laughs) And, Mayor, is it true that the music lineup includes the vocal stylings of City Council President John Igliazzi? (laughs) You you don't want to hear that just as much as you don't want to hear me singing. (laughs) I do want to mention one thing that's really an important part of the festival. It's free. I think that is something that we often forget, those of us who put it together. The arts and these kinds of community events really bring people together in a shared experience. And so the fact that it doesn't cost to come down and see music and dance in the streets is such an important element of that. And that whole philosophy and concept of being together and, and radical joy. Lizzie, tell us about the outdoor spectacle I saw listed on Saturday and Sunday. What's the outdoor spectacle? Well, they are friends of ours. They've been at the festival previously. Mm -hmm. And it's a spectacle called Squonk. And they are a band and a pneumatic event. So a lot of it is done with air and electricity. And it's called Hands. And it will be 25-foot giant hands that kids and families can interact with and do puppeteering with right on Kennedy Plaza, right in the back 
part of Kennedy Plaza near the courthouse. It's like a 50 by 50 footprint, so it's really large and really awesome. And Mayor, tell us what some of the events are that families with kids can look Mm -hmm. forward to. How old is Omar now, anyway? He's about to turn four years old. And actually, Omar took his first steps during uh, one of our first PVD fests. Wow, that's pretty (laughs) good So that's pretty cool. The whole thing is designed to be family-friendly. And it's going to be different from the past. It's going to end earlier. The official programming is going to end earlier. What time does it end? So Friday, 10 o'clock, Saturday, 8 o'clock, Sunday, 6 o'clock. You know, for folks who, I remember when I was a teenager, you know, I wouldn't get there until like really, really late whenever there was a party. You're going to miss the party if, <laughs> if you're one of those. Come early and spend the entire day with us. Bring your kids. There's going to be plenty of activities for every age group. Pace yourself and have a great time. Yeah, I've seen some criticism in the past that there's an open container policy. Is that the uh, policy this year? or? Yeah, you can walk around with a drink in your hand. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. We're asking everyone, please be responsible. What we noticed in the past was that sometime around like 10 o'clock, maybe 11 o'clock, the whole vibe of the festival changed and not for the better. It would just bring a different different kind of vibe to it. More young people, by that point, folks have had you know a few more drinks than they needed to. Because of that, we've consciously decided to, to shut it down earlier. People go go inside various bars or restaurants and you know continue having a good time in a more controlled environment. You know, that is one conscious change that we've made. Hmm. Yeah, because I remember in 2019, a gunman opened fire in a crowded downtown intersection. So tell us about what security measures are being taken this year. We take that very, very seriously. Our department puts it together in conjunction with our police department from the very beginning. So we had that really scary incident, and that also happened at the very end of the night. So case in point, you know, we go over the security plan and, you know, all of the precautions we're taking on a regular basis. So, you know, I'm confident that we're doing everything that we can to make sure that people are safe. This will be your last PBD Fest as mayor. Will it continue in the future? I mean, I definitely hope so. I think it'll be really hard for, you know, whoever's next to be the Grinch that steals PVD Fest. (laughs) I hope that doesn't happen, but that's not up to me. You know, my job is to, while I have the baton in my hand, run as hard and as fast as I can, and then, you know, pass it to the next person. And I'm sure the next person is going to take the city and, you know, so many great and creative ways. And I hope they continue to build on it. Yeah, what's your argument to your successor about why they should continue it? Well, um, I think they should because at the most basic level, it's become an institution. It's become something that people look forward to. So you don't want to make a lot of people really angry. The case for PVD Fest is really, when you think about it, there are very few things that bring everyone together. Young, old, black, white, tall, short, rich, poor. There are very few things that make that happen. The arts are perhaps the medium that, um, that's most successful at doing it. But oftentimes, you know, as much as you know, I, I, I love the arts and support artistic institutions, sometimes it's not accessible to a good swath of the community. We pitch a really, really broad tent. We make it so that um, it's accessible to everyone. We have musical acts, performances, and spectacles that appeal to you know, the whole diversity of interests that we have throughout the city. I don't think there is another event or another moment where our whole city comes together. And, you know, especially in a time right now where it feels like folks are isolated, they're, they're lonely, they feel distant and, you know, separate from the people that, that they love. You know, we need to proactively invest 
in bringing people together. A quick political question for you. Former City Council President Michael Solomon just endorsed Brett Smiley for mayor. Mayor, who are you backing in the race to succeed you? I'm backing the person that supports PVD Fest the most <laughs> going forward. <laughs> any idea who that is? <laughs> I don't know. I got to quiz him. Do you have any update for us on what you're going to do when you leave City Hall? I don't know. I've been checking out the Help Wanted ads. <laughs> I may have to collect unemployment for a while. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I'll likely go back into teaching. So I, I was a law professor before this. Will you go back to Roger Williams? Yeah, um, probably. But I want to stay involved. I mean, I feel passionate about this stuff. And so, you know, there'll be different ways for me to, to stay engaged. I just got to figure out what shape it's going to take. Finally, if I were to look for both of you this weekend at PVD Fest, where are you most likely to be going, Lizzie? If you're looking for me, I will be at the main stage when Kermit Ruffin is playing, mm -hmm. at the main stage when Eddie Palmieri is playing, at the main stage when Sidi Maggi is playing. Come find me. I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and Mayor? So what I've done the past few years is there's a little bit of a tradition. So I go with my niece. We walk and visit all the craft land booths, uh, maybe buy a couple of things here and there. Then we go to the food trucks and you know have a lobster roll from a tunic oyster farm. And then just kind of wander about, see old friends, and just have a good time. Mayor Lorza and Lizzie Arujo, thank you for joining us today. Thank, thank you, you so much. Globe Rhode Island is a creative sponsor of PBD Fest 2022. Here are some more stories to check out this week in Globe Rhode Island. Our own Alexa Gagas interviews a drummer from West Africa who is one of the Grand Marshals of PVD Fest. If PVD Fest isn't enough for you, check out Lauren Daly's column on the best things to do in Rhode Island this week. And if you're looking to learn more about places to eat and drink in the Ocean State, check out Globe Rhode Island's new dining guide, out soon. For these stories and more, go to globe.com slash Rhode Island. That's globe.com slash Rhode Island. Rhode Island Report is a production of the Boston Globe. Today's episode was produced by Megan Hall, Carlos Munoz, and Amy Padula. Audio mixing and mastering by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Our music is from APM. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. See you next week. When you want to go beyond the headlines, let me recommend Rhode Island PBS Weekly. Rhode Island PBS Weekly is an award-winning news magazine broadcast that gives you the full story, powered by investigative journalism and narrative storytelling. New episodes of Rhode Island PBS Weekly drop Sundays at 7.30 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS. Watch past episodes at ripbs.org weekly. That's ripbs.org weekly.